Guardian Unlimited. Fernando Alonso wins in Malaysia. McLaren score their first victory in over a year. But once again, and we make no excuse for saying it, the talk in the paddock has been Lewis Hamilton. Yes, hello and welcome to Malaysia, the Formula One podcast for Guardian Unlimited. This is Morris Hamilton of The Observer, bringing you the stories from the paddock here in Malaysia. And it is all about Lewis Hamilton yet again. After a stunning debut uh, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago in Melbourne, he has done it again by finishing second this time with a truly brilliant drive. Uh, He started fourth in the grid and came through to take both Ferraris at the first corner with an absolutely breathtaking move, which caught the Ferrari drivers completely on the hop, but then went through the toughest race of the season to withstand pressure from both Ferrari drivers at different stages in this race and come through without making a single mistake. Now, that is some achievement because the Malaysian Grand Prix here at Sepang generally noted as being the toughest race of the season. It's because the Sepang circuit, it's um, 3.4 miles long. It's the third longest uh, on the track but it's not so much that it's the fact that the races run as it was today in high temperatures high humidity the drivers they lose between four and five liters of fluid during the race they do their best to prepare for it but really there is no if you're a novice anyway there there is nothing to equal having to get into the car and actually do the job for 56 laps or an hour and 32 minutes but lewis hamilton drove brilliantly in the opening laps to steal a march on the Ferraris, then withstood pressure from them, as I say. And you could tell that towards the end that he was tiring, but he did not make a mistake and came home to finish second. It's not often that one can say, watching a young driver coming through, that you can see a stamp of greatness. You're reluctant to say it because so often when drivers show some promise in the first race, it's it's tempting to get overexcited and say that uh, this guy is going to be very special. But I think after two races now from what we've seen so far, I think the, the opinion in the paddock here is that Lewis Hamilton is very special indeed. He's only 22, but he's just showing all the hallmarks of greatness. And he started it really by... That run down to the first corner, it's a starting fourth on the grid. He took one Ferrari going into the first corner, took the second one on the way out. And then he had to withstand pressure from them both, as I say, but just drove brilliantly. And by so doing, he was actually coincidentally allowing his teammate, uh, Fernando Alonso, to get away in the lead and actually helping Alonso's case. But saying that, Alonso did make things look pretty simple by leading from start to finish and make it look as if it was another easy victory for him. But in fact, uh, Alonso, using all his experience, being the twice world champion, he was actually coping, first of all, without a radio during the early part of the race. And that's quite critical, particularly when it comes to getting instructions for the team and knowing when to come in for your pit stops. He made two pit stops as planned. Uh, That meant three different sets of tyres. And on each set of tyres, he said later that the handling of the McLaren was uh, quite different. He had to make adjustments to his driving style and to the setup of the car. But uh, he he didn't, you wouldn't, watching him, you wouldn't have known it. It was an absolutely effortless performance uh, from Fernando Alonso to give McLaren their first win. In fact, their first win in over a year, a 1-2 for them. It was their first 1-2 since the Brazilian Grand Prix in 2005. And it allowed Alonso to cement his place at the head of the championship 
championship and to help McLaren stay ahead of Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship. So all round, great pleasure there for Alonso winning his first race, having moved from Renault at the beginning of the year. But Lewis Hamilton backing him up superbly and allowing Alonso to get some breathing space to settle into the race in the early stages and pull off a victory which really never looked in doubt from that moment on. Now, if McLaren were uh, overjoyed with uh, their first one too, uh, you have to say that the mood in the Ferrari camp was subdued. Uh, and, and so it should be, you know, when you start from uh, first and third in the grid and your result at the end of the day is third place for Kimi Raikkonen and fifth place for Felipe Massa, then that is a disappointment. And that is not what Ferrari wanted. And then to have a drubbing from McLaren into the bargain really just rubbed salt into the wound, just made their pain even worse. The trouble actually started for them. Let's just take Raikkonen, even though he was behind Massa on the grid, he did finish third. Now, at the start, Raikkonen got ahead of Lewis Hamilton on the run to the first corner. And you could see that uh, he, he thought, right, that's it, done that job, I've got him sorted. Left room on the inside going into the right-hander, and Lewis Hamilton just came charging down the inside and caught Raikkonen completely by surprise. This was uh, obviously uh, not what uh, Raikkonen had been expecting at all. Then Raikkonen sat and watched uh, Felipe Massa succumb to Lewis Hamilton as well. So suddenly the Ferraris were third and fourth, but uh, Raikkonen eventually got ahead of his teammate. But by then the McLarens were starting to settle down, but Raikkonen did push very very hard and in the closing stages he closed in bit by bit on Lewis Hamilton but Lewis Hamilton did not make a mistake Raikkonen setting fastest laps as he went trying to pressure the youngster but it just simply didn't work so Raikkonen came home third on the podium but you could tell having won the first round in Melbourne three weeks ago that third place really wasn't what he'd been hoping for but if he was disappointed and Felipe Massa bitterly disappointed because he'd started from pole. Now, just to remind you the situation here within Ferrari, Kimi Räikkönen, as I say, had won the first race in Melbourne and Massa had problems at that race, had to start from the back of the grid and uh, he wanted to make up for it this weekend. He'd finished sixth, which was about the best you could hope for starting from the back of the grid in Melbourne, but he really wanted to stamp his authority on the Ferrari, within Ferrari and on teammate uh, Räikkönen. So he took pole position at true excellent lap during qualifying for Massa but then he got it all wrong as he went down to the first corner leading the race you could see he was actually keeping an eye on Raikkonen who was just behind him rather than watching the McLaren of Fernando Alonso who was coming up the inside and Alonso took the lead into the first corner and while Massa was busy recovering from that shock going around the second one there's Lewis Hamilton on the outside sitting it out with him and now Massa's down to third place well one has to say that after that he clearly seemed to lose his cool because his advantage was gone. He was down in third place. He had a quicker car. I think there's no arguing about that. At this point in the race, the Ferrari of Massa was quicker than Lewis Hamilton's McLaren. So Massa wanted to get by. Well, twice he tried to get past the McLaren going into the fourth corner, a right-hander, and twice he messed it up. Lewis Hamilton saw him coming, suckered him in beautifully by breaking as late as he could, and, and Massa breaking even later then ran wide. Lewis Hamilton ducked around the inside and took the place back at the first attempt. When Massa did it again, he really got it wrong second time round and ran completely off the road. Hamilton took the place, returned to second place. Kimi Räikkönen moved ahead, but so critically for Massa did Nick Heidfeld and the BMW move into fourth spot. And Massa never recovered. We thought that the Ferrari would get past the BMW, not fairly easily, but in a matter, as a matter of course, particularly during the pit stop routine, but he didn't. And this was a sign of the 
increasing competitiveness of the BMW and Nick Heidfeld. Great drive from Heidfeld. He held Massa off. The team tactics worked very well. The performance of the BMW showed just why this team is actually currently third in the Constructors' Championship. They are the third best team. No argument about it. They were absolutely delighted because they expected to finish fifth at best. So to get fourth place ahead of a Ferrari, and genuinely so, was a great result for BMW. And, of course, the downside for them was that the other car of Robert Kubica had a bit of a troublesome race, a bit of, a, shall we say, an adventurous race because he actually hit Heidfeld at the first corner. Luckily, no damage to Heidfeld's car, otherwise it would have been a bit of an embarrassing interview for Kubica when he got back to the pits. He got a puncture later on, and then he had brake trouble. He made lots of mistakes, and he actually finished 18th and last of the 22 starters. So that was uh, good news, bad news, but really the good news far outweighed the bad news for BMW with Nick Heidfeld bringing home his car in fourth place and scoring even more points for BMW. It's a sign of uh, how fortunes can change in Formula One when you see the reigning world champions, Renault, coming home sixth and eighth and being actually reasonably pleased to be there. Now Giancarlo Fisichella, who uh, won this race last year, started outside the top ten, as did his teammate Heike Kovalainen. So they actually did quite well to bring their cars into the points, Kovalainen particularly scoring his first point. He was pleased with that. That box ticked. That's, if you like, he had a miserable weekend in Melbourne. Uh, he's put that behind him uh, and he's got his first point. He kept Fisichella reasonable company. Fisichella drove a very strong race, making up four places at the start and did a good job. We kind of thought that Fisichella is a little bit prone to when things are difficult as they were here and the, the car isn't handling very well, the balance isn't good. Fisichella is liable at times to let the old head go down and to not perhaps go as well as he should, but it was a very strong race from Fisichella and overall the Renault team were pretty pleased to score some points because as uh, one team member said, I think that's as good as it gets for us, which is really a strange thing to hear the reigning world champions say, particularly after they dominated this race here last year and finished 1-2 in the past. So uh, that's a sign of how things have changed and how McLaren have moved forward and become more competitive Ferrari much the same as before now, splitting the uh, two Renaults uh, was the Toyota of Jarno Trulli uh, he got stuck behind Fisichella Fisichella got the jump on Trulli fairly early on in the, in the opening laps and Trulli never really seemed to be able to do anything about it so uh, seventh place more points for Toyota but you have to say Pretty disappointing, pretty nondescript sort of performance, particularly from Ralph Schumacher. Uh, he had been ahead of Truly during practice, looking much better, but he lost places at the start. He actually blamed um, his teammate. He said he got stuck behind Truly and then he dropped back, whatever that means. But the net result was that Ralph Schumacher had a puncture after his first pit stop, which caused even more delay, and he finished fifth, well down the order, uh, a lap down. <laughs> The first car outside the points was Alexander Wurtz in the Williams. He finished ninth. Now, that may seem about right for Williams based on what we saw in Melbourne, but not so. In fact, Wurtz, a very strong drive from him. He had gearbox trouble during practice and qualifying, started from 19th place, made up a lot of places in the opening laps and did well to come through to ninth place. But Williams really were very, very disappointed because uh, Nico Rosberg was lying in sixth place a very strong sixth place. He qualified inside the top 10, was looking very good during the race. Williams clearly having become a lot more competitive, particularly uh, following a test here in Malaysia. 
But the one thing that the Williams team wanted to do above all else after a hugely disappointing year last year in, in 2006 when they finished eighth in the championship, they wanted to find more reliability with their car. That was Patrick Head's mission, the, the technical chief saying that that's what we've got to do in 2007. Well, I wonder what he thought when he saw Rossberg parked by the side of the road, smoke coming from the back of the car. We believe it's hydraulics problem as I speak. The Williams team are still looking into the problem here in the paddock. But whatever, Rossberg climbing from the car and flinging his driving gloves across the the, uh, crash barrier just said it all. Huge frustration because there was sixth place absolutely in the bag and had gone up in smoke literally. So that was the end of uh, Williams' chance of uh, scoring points in the second round of the championship. In 10th place came Mark Webber in the Red Bull. Hard to know what to say about this, actually, because uh, there was some promise shown by the Red Bull during the race weekend. Mark Webber having produced pretty impressive performances, certainly during qualifying. That's, of course, his speciality, the one lap of qualifying. Webber always goes well there. But the car did seem to have made some progress. David Coulthard was in the points, that's Webber's teammate, was in the points at the mid-stage of the race but then he had a problem with the brakes and the steering I think the brake pedal was fouling the steering column there was a problem that Coulthard had had during practice it reappeared during the race and they felt it safer to bring the car in and retire it rather than for Coulthard to continue with the car and that stage you could see the brakes locking up um, not what you need here particularly when you're coming down from at one point in the circuit 195 miles an hour down to 50 so they applied caution and, and withdrew Coulthard so Coulthard became one of four retirements to say Nico Rosberg was out when the Williams Coulthard retired the two spikers of Albers and Sutil were out very early on a mechanical trouble for Albers Sutil got involved in the first lap with Jensen Button he'd actually ridden over the, the back of Jensen Jensen Button's Honda going into turn four. Uh, more damage done to Sutil's car. You had the impression, though, one has to say, after t- speaking to Jensen Button after the race, he finished 12th, one lap down, just behind his teammate, his Honda teammate, Rubens Barrichello. You had the impression that Button half wished that uh, Sutil had done a proper job and taken the Honda clean out of the race. So miserable did Button feel, so difficult had the Honda been to drive. It clearly is a bit of a dog of a car, there's no other words for it. Button just pretty depressed. He can see this whole year slipping away because the car, the chances of improving it seem negligible. They're talking about doing a new car for later in the year, which is really as bad as it gets. Jensen Button saying that during the race, they were just trying to get the car to work. And each time he made a pit stop, they would make other adjustments to it in the hope that this would improve the handling and so on. And he said in the final phase of the race, the car actually was pretty reasonable. Well, certainly a lot better than it had been all weekend, but that is no way to go motor racing. So that was Jensen Button, 12th, and Rubens Barrichello ahead of him just in 11th place. Going through the final finishers here at uh, Sepang, we had Takuma Sato in 13th place in the Super Guri, his uh, English teammate Anthony Davidson coming home in 16th place. Bit of a struggle really to get the car working. Despite having had a good test session here, Anthony Davidson said that it really never was as good as it had been during the test. And that just shows you how difficult Formula One is. You can practice and test all you like but the conditions on the day are what matter and Davidson struggled to bring his Super Aguri home in 16th place the two cars split by 
Ralph Schumacher in 15th, just ahead of him, Scott Speed in the Toro Rosso. Scott Speed coming home with blisters on his right foot, so hard was he having to brake, the braking difficulties in the Toro Rosso, so he was quite happy to finish. His teammate, Tonio Liuzzi, had an incident at the first corner. Uh, Liuzzi actually described Sato as, quote, pulling a crazy move going into the first corner. Whatever happened, it uh, damaged Liuzzi's car. He had to come in for a new nose, and that absolutely compromised his race right from the start, so he came home in 17th place. So, at the front of the field then, really the good news from Sepang is that while we came away from Melbourne thinking maybe this is going to be a Ferrari year, not so. McLaren certainly have upped their game. It's going to be a fight between these two. We had a three-week break between the first two races. A lot of work was done. No chance of that between now and the next race. That is next weekend in Bahrain when we have round three of the championship. We'll be there, of course. And, of course, the great thing is that while we've got a fight between Ferrari and McLaren, there's also a fight within each team because there's uh, no number one driver designated in either team. So both Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso looking for for wins and Massa is still trying to show Kimi Raikkonen that he's the better of the two. But what about Lewis Hamilton? Do we think he can win a race? Yes, I do. I think that he is absolutely capable of it. If you can get through the Malaysian Grand Prix, the most difficult one on the calendar, as well as he has without any mistakes, just driving superbly, racing superbly, then he is up and ready for a win and you can bet that Fernando Alonso knows that. So, to see how Lewis Hamilton gets on next weekend, tune in again to Formula One on Guardian Unlimited. This is Morris Hamilton in the meantime, signing off and saying keep the revs up and safe motoring. Thanks for joining me. Guardian Unlimited.